It's uh, it, we're reading this one from the New Living Translation. It's on your outlines. It's on the screens. You ready? Let's read it together. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Praise God for his word. Amen? Amen. You can be seated. It's a beautiful day. We give God thanks and praise for it. Amen. Beautiful day. Y'all here today? Y'all all here? Let me, let me look around. I'm looking for smiles. That's, that's, that's the indication that you're here, that you have a presence of your demeanor, your disposition, and you, you glowing. You glowing today? You feel with the spirit of Christ? Amen. Um, this is today, and we're thankful for it. We've been talking about sisters and brothers. Amen. Sisters and brothers. And uh, I've been out a couple of weeks. Uh, a, 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 a needed respite. Amen. So I'm thankful. And I feel renewed. That's what I need y'all's prayers because I'm kind of slow today. Moving slow. That ain't funny. <laughs> laughing at me because I'm, I'm lethargic. <laughs> Amen. So I need your help. I'll finish faster if you help me. <laughs> Y'all can get to that food out there and stuff. Food and fun and bounce houses and all that good stuff that's out there for the fall festival. I, uh, when I think about brothers and sisters in the African-American context, that's, that's, those are terms of endearment, right? Uh, we call one another in the context of the church and outside of the church brothers and sisters. You know, I, I, I might say to a brother, how you doing, bro? Amen. A brother. I don't put the R on there. Brother. <laughs> so I do Ebonics with that, but I, we reach out and we have terms of endearment for one another. Amen. Uh, calling one another's brothers and sisters is not something that's new. It's, an, it's ancient. Amen. In uh, ancient uh, Ara Aramaic other languages, uh, we see people uh, referring to people as brothers and sisters who were not members of their immediate family, not from their bloodline, just, just terms of endearment. So it's not something new, but it, it's something that, uh, that came to prevalence for African Americans. Uh, some folks say around the early 70s, when, the, you know, when uh, this black power movement happened and this engagement of Black pride, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, amen? And uh, all these various handshakes and, you know, gyrations and special, special greetings took place. Uh, I, I want to show a video one real quick. This is a, a teacher in the school, and he's greeting all his kids. Let's, let's see, let's see, let's see that.
lights down. Sisters, amen. Got a little swag, huh? Uh, but you know that became a part of, of the culture. You know, just uh, just acknowledging one another, greeting one another, having special handshakes, amen. And uh, as a, as a sign of solidarity, solidarity, unity, uh, oneness, affirming one another, amen. Somebody, you know, in the Catholic Church. They have an order, a designation, brothers and sisters, amen? And those, they are, they're called brothers and sisters because they've gone through training, they've taken certain vows, uh, vow of poverty, chastity, uh, obedience. Uh, they take these Benedictine vows that, that basically uh, says that they're committed to a lifetime of service to God. And so if you have that designation, that's actually a title. Brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so in the Catholic Church. Uh, and and it, so it's an indication of commitment, dedication, amen, uh, commitment to God. And, and many of those who are brothers and sisters, they either be educators or, or they work in the area of charity, amen. So it can be deeper. In the context of the church, we call one another brothers. Hey, brother, brother Rajon, man, you're a little late, man. I know you had something special, important that you were out there doing, but I just wanted to mess with you. Brother Rajan, amen? Our brother, brother, brother Cornelius, our brother Alex, amen? I'll say, I'll put a handle on the name to, to say that you're brother or sister, amen? And we call one of those brothers and sisters as, as terms of endearment, amen? And, and that's powerful. Uh, and because that doesn't happen in the predominantly uh, in the predominant culture, you just Jim, <laughs> Joe, Amen. That's who you are. Even the pastor, <laughs> you know. So these 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 handles of of acknowledgement and endearment and esteem and honor, Amen, are important, Amen. Uh, but but we also know that it can also mean a kinship, a, uh, a fellow member of something, like uh, people in the military, you know, my fellow brother in arms, you know, these, we're in the military, we were in the Air Force or the Army or, you know, so forth and so on. Or it can be like the Greeks, right? Right, the Greeks, uh, the various fraternities and sororities, don't y'all call one another sisters and brothers? Sorors, same difference. <laughs> All right, now you talk to me, I'm going to talk to you back. 
<laughs> Same difference, brothers and sisters. Amen. So these are my brothers, my fellow, my fellow alphas or, or, or not omegas, yeah, omegas or whatever. You know, so, so what, 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 y'all give me the fraternities and sororities right quick, Rick, huh? Kappa, I knew you was going to holler that one out. AKAs, Deltas, all right, Zetas, all right, brothers, y'all not connected? <laughs> got some brothers in here, right? What y'all in? We only got a Kappa over here. Omega, okay, he said that with no bass baritone in his voice. <laughs> Omega. Any alphas in the house? Uh-oh, they, they on security, okay. They, <laughs> that's good, that's good. So, so, so we got these Greeks, so we got gangs, refer to one another as brothers, amen? They engaged in the brotherhood of criminal activity. Amen? Uh, if you work for a company, uh, you know, you might say, I'm, one of, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the cast, I'm part of the brotherhood, amen? So it can refer to race, ethnicity, uh, it can refer to religion, it can refer to, you know, for instance, the, the, the Muslims, the brothers. These are, these, are, these are my fellow Muslim brothers. Amen, somebody. So African Americans, we took it, however, to the next level. Amen, somebody. We got to do the most. <laughs> you know, to be a brother, Meant I had a certain amount of swag. Amen, somebody. Style. I had a slang, a certain way I talked. Amen, somebody. Back in the day, I had a certain walk. Amen. If I was in my car, you know, I leaned a little bit. You know. We had to take it to the next level. Amen, somebody. The nomenclature, the dialogue. Amen. You know, you know, you know, soul brother, if you will. You got soul? Question was asked. You got soul? That, that meant that you, that you know the lingo, that you know the language, that you talk our talk, that you walk our walk, that you, that you, that you, do you shake hands like we shake hands? Can you give me the nod? Amen. Brothers pass by each other and they give one another the nod. Amen. And so these brothers, we said, hey, we're part of this thing together, our hairstyle, our clothes, amen, and, and our music, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we look, the way we live. So a subculture basically developed that you were either integrated into or you were <laughs> not a part of. If you didn't have the same kind of swag, the same kind of, you know, demeanor and disposition, sometimes you could be ostracized, amen, if you were like a Urkel type, amen, y'all familiar with Urkel, you know, a square, no style, not much swag, you know, uh, then you'd be in trouble, right, uh, and, and so there would not, instead of an association, there would be a disassociation, amen, somebody, a disassociation, and you know, a perfect example is that is a fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? And he, uh, 
you know, Will Smith played this character that was unapologetically black, nationalistic, always on top in that area. And then Carlton, <laughs> amen. Say Carlton was considered an Oreo, black on the outside, but white on the inside. <laughs> amen. So Carlton didn't receive the same kind of acceptance among the brothers. Amen, somebody. And so, so we have, in essence, designated folk with a common worldview, uh, you know, and sometimes it would be about this nationalistic perspective about the politics of uh, liberation, freedom, equality, justice. You know, if, 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 you, if you want to be a brother, you got to be down for the cause. Can I get a witness? <laughs> You know, I gotta be down for the cause. I, 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 got, I, gotta, I gotta be in this place, Wakanda forever. <laughs> if not, I would be de-brotherized. <laughs> or de-sisterized. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You know, and, and God forbid you be a good student. Amen, I was a, I was a good student. Amen, somebody. I was good at hiding it. <laughs> Amen. You know, your community forced me into a lot of stuff. I became a professional cusser as a result of my community. <laughs> I'm talking about influence, peer, peer pressure, things we do to fit in and to get in. Amen, somebody. And, you know, and then coupled with smart and light skin, Lord have mercy. Can I go there? Just, 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 for, just for a second. Just for a second. Because we take, we take hits on both sides, right? We take, we take, we take hits if we light and we take hits if we brown, we take hits if we black. Amen, somebody. So, so different folk hitting us. And, uh, and so we get a little bit of bully, bullying, amen, somebody. Things of that nature, that, that culture has to break down. And we have to be one people, amen. One nation under God. Amen. Indivisible. You know, I can't help that my mom's great-grandmother was raped by a white man. You ought to have a little empathy and sympathy for that. Amen, somebody. And, and, and my father's background is, uh, he's from Suriname, South America. And so it was more integrated culture. He's the descendant of Bush Negroes. So you put them two things together, amen, you got me. Amen, somebody. That's what you got. You know, my mom talk, would talk about how, how, you know, when she was coming up, especially her, her uh, mother and grandmother, how, was, how tough it was because, you know, you, had to, you, you, uh, you, you weren't accepted by either community. You too light to be accepted by folk who are darker, and you too, you know, and, and you too, a little too dark to be accepted by whites, and you're somewhere in there in between. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about brothers and sisters. You know, the brown paper bag test. Anybody know about the brown paper, the paper bag test? 
you know, if you, if, you, if, you was, if you was lighter than this brown paper bag, you could get access to certain things. If you were darker than this brown paper bag, you would be shut up, get out the way, you know, and so forth and so on. So, so segregation, stigmatization. I'm going to get it. I rebuke you, tongue twister. You know, and, and, and so here we have, you know, folk who are ostracized on the edge just by, within the culture. Amen, somebody. You know, uh, brothers, I, I, I took an informal survey. I asked, one of the persons I asked was my son. I said, son, do brothers still speak to each other? Amen. I, I said, well, no matter where you go, if you go in the hood, if you go in the community and wherever you go, are we still speaking to each other? He said, yeah. He said, Dad, I, well, I don't have any problem with that. Then I asked, ladies, ladies, are, <laughs> are y'all still speaking to each other? Amen, somebody. And, and unfortunately, I got to know we not speaking to Why y'all ain't speaking to each other? Hmm? I took an informal survey. Make folks speak to you. They don't speak to me. I'm not speaking to them. Make them. Say, hey, how you doing? You, you, you didn't see me? How are you? God bless you. Amen, somebody. And so, so to have this synergy and unity, unity, it starts with hospitality, cordialness, civility, amen, and not letting traditions die that have value. Amen, somebody. So, so we got to double our, we got to double down on our game, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to be cordial and civil, to be loving and compassionate toward everybody. Amen, somebody. The scripture says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toll. Amen. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A three-fold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. The word of God says for us to come together. Come together, children. Amen. Don't get weary. Come together. Be about the Father's business. And, and enter a new brotherhood. And enter a new sisterhood. Amen, somebody. It, it, it transcends that because stuff fades and fails. Amen. Our politics... It can change based on the issue. I might be Republican leaning on this side, I might be Democratic leaning on that side, and that's how it ought to be. We ought not be a, a donkey or elephant. Amen. We ought to be standing up for the things of God, standing up for righteousness, standing up for truth. Praise God. And we should not just take a slate or a platform and adopt it carte blanche without any, you know, any scrutiny based on the word of God. God wants us to be discerning. One of the things he gives is a gift of discernment. He gives knowledge and insight for the living of these days, praise God, so that our lives can supersede the life of the culture and the life of the subculture. Amen? We are greater than that, praise God. God has given us power. God has given us his word. God has infiltrated us and occupied us and set us up for victory. He has he said, hey, let me in. 
And when we let him in, he comes in, he occupies us, and he gives us strength and tenacity. He gives us joy and peace. He gives us hope and love. He gives us the power to move forward. And he gives us the power to brotherize and sisterize everybody. Amen. Not based on these artificial, you know, things that say that if you, not, if you don't have a certain politic, you're not a brother. Amen. Guess, guess what the word of God says about politics? He says the kingdom prevails. That there is no correct politic in the earth. That the kingdom of God is what reigns. So the kingdom of God is what should be superlative. It should, what be, should be what is excellent. It should be what's on top in all of our lives. So politics shouldn't define us. Amen. You know, your hair, how you do your hair. You can decide to have your hair a little straight. You can decide to have your hair a little natural. You can decide to have a few add-ons. You can do what you'd like to do. Amen, somebody. With your hair. You can colorize it. You can naturalize it. <laughs> Amen, somebody. But the question is, I mean, the scripture says, there was one lady, there's one lady in scripture that, that she, she broke open a basque, you know, an alabaster bottle, and it was, it was a, this ointment, and it had all in it perfume, amen? It was worth a year's worth of wages, just this expensive perfume. And the word of God says that she broke it, and she poured it over Jesus' feet, and she began to wash his feet with her hair. Amen? What you doing with your hair? Does your hair have anything to do with Jesus? <laughs> Amen, somebody. In this instance, her, her hair became an instrument. The word of God said your hair can be your glory. Amen. So glorifying God is what it ought to, ought to be all about. Our style, our swagger. Amen. It ought to be about glorifying God. You know, it ought to be because I know Jesus. It ought to be because I'm a child of God. It ought to be because I'm connected to the power of God. It ought to be because I'm part of the body of Christ. It ought to be because I'm part of the kingdom of God. Amen, somebody. So hair can be transformed into a great tool. You know, some folk are designated your brother and sister if you can throw down on some soul food. Amen, somebody. I like chitlins once a year. Everybody ain't shouting on that. That's your business. More for us. <laughs> fried chicken every now and then. Amen, somebody. I like a fried pork chop, too. I didn't, I didn't say pork. I said pork chop. Amen. I'm starting to salivate, salivate right now. You know, it's collard greens, turnip greens, black-eyed peas, macaroni and cheese. Amen, somebody. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Soul food. You know, sweet potato pie. We gave some other folk the pumpkin pies. <laughs> Amen, somebody. The value of the sweet potato. So, so we got all these delicacies. And, and you know something? If you don't watch yourself, 
the food that you eat, you better put a warning label on it. <laughs> amen, somebody. So soul food, amen, needs to be transformed, and we need to have food for the soul. Amen, somebody. Where the word is what we ingest. You know, Jesus even offered himself up for consumption. He said, take my body, eat it. Amen. It's broken for you. Take my blood, drink it. Amen. It, it, it's for you for the establishment of a new covenant. It's, 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 it's this covenant that it is for remission of sins. It's, it's to forgive you. It's to renew you. It's to reconcile you. He's atoned for our sins through his sacrifice by paying our sin burden, becoming the ransom, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, slaughtered for you and I, praise God. He says, take me in, ingest, ingest me, take the food for the soul. True food for the soul is the word of God. Jesus said, I'm the word made flesh, dwelling among you, full of grace and truth, John 1 and 14, praise God. So, so he wants us to be about a different kind of food, not just the food that satisfies for a season, not just food that may be healthy, may be unhealthy. He doesn't want us to be obsessed with what we ingest. He said, look, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen? So, so God has a way of feeding us that, again, supersedes the food of the world. Amen? Style, fashion, what's in vogue, what's the craze. Amen, somebody. You know, they're fans. I remember when I was in, in high school, we wore bell bottoms. Amen, somebody. Somebody get up, we get a hallelujah off bell bottoms. My, 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 my. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and we had these big collar shirts and stuff, big old afros and stuff. You know, plait your hair every night, make sure it was right. Amen, y'all do it different now, y'all just, y'all just, It is what it is. <laughs> you know, that's okay. Like I said, to each his own. If you like it, I love it. Amen, somebody. We, we're not getting into the weeds with that. We don't, no, God doesn't care about that kind of stuff. That's where the church gets too religious and too uh, dogmatic and too, uh, you know, judgmental. Amen. He don't care about your style. Your glam. Amen. He doesn't care. God doesn't care about all that. He wants you to look good. He wants you to take care of, of, of what you are and who you are. Praise God. Take good care of the body that he's given you. But he wants your body to be transformed into a living sacrifice. Amen. The word of God says, I want you to put on the garment of praise. Do you have that garment on? Yeah, it's all right what you got on, on the outside. But do you have the garment of praise? Was it, was it like pulling teeth to get you to praise and worship God today? Amen, somebody. They got to be cheerleaders and J-E-S-U-S, J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. Come on, everybody, come on, come on. No, we shouldn't have to make you worship. Shouldn't have to make you praise. Amen. We shouldn't have to be cheerleaders. God is God. When we walk in this place, we walk in the place with praise on our lips and thanksgiving in our hearts. Praise God. We're ready to lift magnify, extol, exalt Jesus. For he's our God. 
He creates us. He's, he created us. He sustains us. He keeps us. He provides for us. He opens doors that no man can shut, shuts doors that no man can open. The God that we serve is powerful, impactful in our lives. And we should come into the house, and we should on a daily basis be thankful and praiseful and worshipful. It ought to be our apparel, the Word of God says. It ought to be the clothes we put on every day. Amen. You know, we got style. We got pizzazz. Amen, somebody. And all of that's good. I got an orange shirt on today. Amen, somebody. Everybody wouldn't wear an orange shirt. Amen. <laughs> but I decided to represent the fall festival. Amen, somebody. Fall. See, do you understand? You get this? It's connected. <laughs> some of y'all might wear some red or some pink or some purple or some yellow or some lime green. That's all right. Kind of bold and, you know, ram, you know, just extravagant. That's okay. But the question is, is your demeanor and disposition praiseful? Is it worshipful? Have you put on the garment of praise? Amen, somebody. Music, that's all well and good. You know, some folk like R&B, some folk like jazz, some folk like hip hop, some folk like rap, gospel. Amen, somebody. You know, we ought to spiritualize our, our repertoire. Amen, somebody. I, I didn't fit here very many amens on that. I said we ought to, you know, put some good spiritual stuff in our repertoire as well. It ought not be exclusively secular. If you get praise and worship and Christian rap and Christian hip-hop in your spirit as well, because the lyrics count. Amen? God doesn't care about what kind of beat you have, but the lyrics count. Are you praising God with your repertoire? Yeah, it's some great message music. And let's listen to all of that. Amen, somebody. But if it gets raunchy, profane, indignant, uh, insulting, you know, if it ridicules or, or uh, debases or it, 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 and in some way, you know, uh, you know, pulls down or, or stigmatizes in any way, we ought, we ought to jettison that stuff. Amen, somebody. And we need to give our children early a substitute. You know, yeah, they're going to hear those, those rap beats. We need to make sure we know the Christian rap songs so that they can get a substitute to this gangster stuff. Amen, somebody. The, all these terms that are degrading women and, and, and glorifying hedonism, pleasure-seeking. God wants us to be about his business, praise God. So the music needs to reflect. The Word of God says in Psalm 100, make a joyful noise. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Amen. Open up your mouth and say a word for the Lord. The Word of God says if you, don't, if you keep your mouth closed, I'll... Our, our manifestation, our manifest uh, praises out of rocks. The rocks will cry out. I'll let an inanimate object take your place if you don't lift your voice and praise me, if you don't worship me, if you don't lift me, if you don't sing to my glorious nature, praise God. So, so we have this opportunity to lift God in song. I don't know what it does, but it must just do something to his ears. Amen. He enjoys the worship. One of the reasons David was admired so because he was a worshiper. Amen. He would sing and write music and write lyrics and write songs that glorify God. 
Amen, somebody. You know, my handshake, my greeting, my nod. Amen. God wants us to, to see him and to sense him. In Mark 9 and 15, it says, I am an immediate, and, and immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. Greet me. Yeah, I want to greet him. But have you greeted Jesus? The word of God says they ran up to him and greeted him. They ran up to him and embraced him. They ran up to him and gave him a holy kiss. They ran up to him. They ran after him. They chased after Jesus. They were, it was important to them to be in the presence of God, to be with Jesus. They understood the significance of it. The word of God says they were amazed by his teachings. They were amazed by the healing. They were amazed by the miracles, signs, and wonders, praise God. And we ought to still be amazed about what Jesus has done, and we ought to be amazed about what Jesus will do. Some of us can testify to that, that Jesus has made a way, that Jesus has opened up doors, that Jesus has availed us opportunities, praise God. So we need to lift, laud, magnify, and praise our God. We need to greet him with a holy kiss, daily seeking him out, daily running after him, daily chasing after him. Praise God. They were greatly amazed. Amen, somebody. So God is calling you and I to share the word with our brothers and sisters. The word says, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. You know, it's a shame that we have friends now that we can't even tell the truth to. What kind of friendship is that? That you can't tell the truth to your friend. You can't give a little correction, can't give a little direction. We become so soft and, soft and uh, you know, easily offended until folk can't even correct us and direct us anymore. We'll stop people from correcting and directing our children. Don't tell my kid what to do. Your kid doing wrong, your kid needs to be corrected. Amen, somebody. There used to be a tribal mindset about correction and direction of children that all the children belong to everybody. We had a responsibility to watch out for their well-being. But we become so ruggedly individualistic in terms of how we see the world and how prideful and defensive we can be. Like we got these perfect little children. I told you, all children, if they don't know Jesus, are heathens. <laughs> all of them. All of them need to get to Jesus. All of them need to be born again and filled with the Spirit. All of them need to be taught the Word of God. All of them need to be exposed to the Spirit of Christ. All of them need the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, gentleness. Don't be treating them like they're little angels. They're not little angels. Amen. They got to be converted and transformed and renewed and made over because they come into this world in, entrenched in their sin nature. Amen. You know, we're going to pestilize our children. Just put them on this big old pedestal. You better try to get, get them down here and, 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 and instruct them and guide them and teach them and correct them. Amen. Because seasons are coming. Seasons are coming and exposures are, are different. The kids can be rambunctious and, and unruly and, and adverse to authority at even an earlier age. And it will affect their trajectory and say once that it happened. Satan wants our pride, our defensiveness, our lack of willingness to be instructed or guided or directed or corrected to step in the way of our growing and developing and maturing as people of God. 
Amen, somebody. So God wants us to rebuke at times. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, Proverbs 27, 6. Profuse are the kisses of, the, of an enemy. In other words, a real friend is willing to wound you sometimes. Amen. Willing to tell you the truth in love sometimes. That's what a true brother, a true sister does. It's not about your breeding. It's not about your style. It's not about your food. It's not about your dialect. It's not about any of that. A true brother and sister is going to get in your face sometimes and tell you the truth in love. Galatians 2.11 says, But when Cephas, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. Amen. So, so this is Peter, Paul talking to Peter and correcting Peter. Amen, somebody. That's brother. That's, that's real sister. James 5 and 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. That, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is, as it is working. Amen, somebody. So, so true brothers and sisters, talk to each other about flaws, fears, doubts, temptations, trials, tribulations, struggles, strife. Amen, somebody. About discord, being discontent about we got to go deeper. Somebody said, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's not be shallow in how we relate to people like you do on social media. That's, that's so shallow. That's such a disconnect. That's so impersonal. Amen. God would have us to, to be face to face. Face to face with each other. You know, too often we treat God like he just hands. He ain't just, he's not hands. God has a face. And we got to look into the face of God. See his eyes, see his expressions, be moved by what, is, what he is moved by. God is calling us to be about the Father's business. The Word of God says in Galatians 6 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Amen, somebody. You know, as I was thinking about a song that's probably um, popular during my era, you know, when I grew up, I talked about brothers, brothers. Brothers and sisters, I want to play a little bit of Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Let's do it. Thank you. 
That was quick. So the song is talking about, you know, it was it was touted as a, a kind of a clarion call during the time to be compassionate, concerned for the least of these. Amen. To uh, combat a culture of militaristic culture and to overcome the distance between brothers and sisters. Amen, somebody. So that we can see people. Amen. Do you see people? Do we see each other? Do we see everybody? Not just some from We've learned better in this culture how to ignore each other. How to keep our heads down. How to not pay attention to what people are going through. What's going on around us. We've become somewhat numbed to the last, the least, the lost, the hurting. But that's antithetical to what we are as people of faith. Jesus was concerned about the last. He was concerned about the least. He was concerned about the lost. And our hearts must turn toward those who are lost, those who do not know Jesus for the free pardon of their sins. Jesus was so serious about his agenda, and I'm ending on this. The Word of God says, while he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother? And who is, are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples. He said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, my brother or my brother, my sister, and my mother. Amen, somebody. So Jesus lifted the bar. Brotherhood and sisterhood is about achieving God's will in your life helping the will of God to be achieved in other people's lives. Amen. Is that our agenda? Is that our purpose? Is that our plan? Is that our priority? Amen, somebody. God is calling us to brotherize and sisterize people, to bring people into close proximity to him, to show compassion, love, and concern, mercy, grace. That simply means being attentive to the needs of other people, not just yourself. So, matter of fact, sometimes because we're depressed, because we stress, is because we are too obsessed with ourselves. God has called us to be obsessed with others, to be concerned, passionate, direct our attention, our gaze toward others. Amen. In one instance, the disciples saw a beggar out on the street and said, look, silver and gold, we don't have, but what we have, we give unto you. The word of God says, they directed their gaze toward this beggar. Amen. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed, be set free, praise God. That is the directive for us to set the captives free. Jesus, on his proclamation, his declaration about who he was, what he was going to be about, he says, I came to set the captives free. Somebody said, we got work to do. Won't you stand all over the house? God's praise. He's a great God. He's a good God. He's a loving God. And he's directing our attention for brothers and sisters. It's bigger than race. It's bigger than culture. It's bigger than ethnicity. It's bigger than us being part of the same fraternity or the same uh, connection. Amen. Associations. It's about bringing folk to Jesus. 
and bringing Jesus to folk. It's about bringing folk to Jesus and bringing Jesus to folk. I want to invite somebody today to make a decision to step out on faith, to move out in his name. Say, Jesus, you're my friend. You're my friend. Thank you for loving me. I want to connect with you. I want to connect with your family. I want to connect with the kingdom. I want to connect with your church. I'm yours and you're mine. Thank you for your warm embrace. Please receive my embrace. One of the ways in which we can embrace him right here, right now, is to step out on faith. Come forward in his name. Let him have his way in you with a decision, a response to his word, his ways, his will for your life. He doesn't want us to travel alone. He wants to travel, wants us to travel in association, in connection with others who are of the household of faith. The word of God says to be especially good to those who are of the household of faith. So I want to invite somebody to make a decision today, to step out on faith, to connect, you know, with the church, to connect with Jesus. You can also come for prayer. We invite you to come. Evidence of boldness in him. Say, listen, I'm going to have a holy swag today. I'm moving out in him. I'm moving out for him. I'm moving out with him. So we invite you to make a decision. Every heart praying all over the house. We're going to worship for a few moments and we invite you to come. Yeah. 